Hello everyone, this is Talk Your Thought and in today's episode, we are going to talk about one of the scariest or most hunted structures or places in the Philippines. So this structure, just to give you an idea, has been into many masks already. Like in today's, um, in today's situation, we are wearing masks every day, but for I'm talking about a structure that has become different of different purpose. It has become a retreat house. It has become a school. Then it became a retreat house again. Became um, a refugee center, and then until it became a hotel. So now that I mentioned that. Maybe you already have an idea what place or structure I am going to be talking about. So this is about the history and the stories behind Diplomat Hotel. Diplomat Hotel is found in Baguio City and it is considered to be one of the most beautiful before it became a haunted establishment. Just imagine the polar opposite descriptions it receives these days than what it was originally intended to become. And to be honest, when I had the chance to visit the building in 2018, there is something enticing about it. Like, amidst of the ruins, it has like the stones are still broken, the plants are on the unhealthy side, the, the flooring are quite dusty all of the other all of the other things it was not painted but if you happen to watch a drama or movies about royalties those big fountains huge and intricate columns with those design back in the baroque period long walkways you now the indoor and outdoor garden those things those were still present and somehow a different vibe peeks through it. You know, spookiness is besides the point, but it is still quite there. You would be able to see that it was once a place where people would want to be and would want to stay in. So let's talk about the history. Let's go down memory lane back to 1913. So Diplomat Hotel was once, and it was originally, Dominican Hill and Retreat House. It was built like a vacation house, sorry, but as a vacation house for the Dominicans. And people from different provinces in the Philippines would go and travel to Baguio City just to have an experience or just to relax in this type of vacation house. People from Iloilo, they said... Davao, Cebu, even the businessmen from Metro Manila would go here and have a time of their life. So it was actually something that is um, catered for individuals that are luxurious, that are wealthy. And it was not too long when it was converted to become a school it is called Colegio del, del Santisimo or Del Santisimo Rosario and this is a seminary 
and there were accounts saying or articles that says it was to evade government taxes because apparently back in the day or even until now hotels for example are huge houses extravagant houses would have higher tax so in order for it to evade those they need to have an establishment that is for education and that is the colegio del santisimo rosario but unfortunately because of um you know a low number of students and or enrollees it is not able to withstand on its own it's not able to sustain as a school so it only lasted for almost a little more than two years so in 1918 it was converted back to a retreat house so it is then again a Dominican Hill and retreat house so that was the story of uh, I mean that is the first part of the beautiful story of the hotel the diplomat hotel and it was for about two decades that it became a retreat house so in 1940s apparently it was able to sustain the taxes if the accounts are true so this house is supposedly would supposedly have a lot of visitors they refer it to um, be able to pay the taxes that are apparently or that are allegedly um, too high <coughs> so in 1940 though it became darker and darker for this building as it became a refugee house for the Dominicans as well so the World War II started and the Japanese uh, invaded all of I mean this establishment and became one of their headquarters so before it was uh, where the Filipinos would hide from the Japanese soldiers and but unfortunately when it was the time where the Japanese is able to evade invade the area it became their headquarters and all of the bloody and you know really really scary and sad stories of the priests the nuns and even the unborn child children that is present in the center is where all of the hunted things are coming from and you know especially if you are aware of this story if you knew that this building was once a refugee center and was also once at headquarter for their colonizers then that would only you know it would only give you an idea that it is those um, priests the crying children would be all over the place in here you would just know you would just you know maybe it's just something that your brain is doing for you or if it's really true but we don't know but essentially the scary stories are all revolving around this era <clears throat> and so Filipinos that were accused to be like the spy for the uh, the Americans of the Americans 
they are being tortured in the different rooms some rooms where is where um, nuns and even the women are being raped and children were killed simply because they really have no off- they, they have nothing to be of use for the, the Japanese people or for the Japanese soldiers and since it became the headquarters of the Japanese soldiers this building had sustained a lot of bombing from the Americans in order for them to um, conquer their <laughs> it was just really dark just imagine being in this inside the establishment while Americans are bombing this um, apparently center <laughs> apparently it was still a retreat house actually but just imagine being there locked in a room the bathtub in there they already have bathtubs back then and it, you can just imagine how many people would have been would have been tortured in there and while everything but while all of this is happening it lasted for five years and many people died even soldiers of course because it was like their shield from the outside enemy <laughs> and Americans being the enemy at that point but for the Filipinos all of those are invaders so those dark history has formed part of the spooky story about this and it became in operation in, in operative um, for a long period of time simply because they are still trying to reconstruct um, the establishment after the World War II but then fortunately it was given another chance by a Filipino businessman by the name of Antonio or Tony as he called him as he was known Agapito Agpawa I'm not sure if I um, pronounced that correctly but he became the owner or he bought the Dominican Hill and Retreat House and turned it into the diplomat hotel that we know now so back in 1972 it was operating as a hotel and a little bit of background and it may also be very controversial but Agpawa is a businessman a psychic surgeon spiritual healer and he is also convicted as fraud in the US so he stayed in the US for quite a long time and before he is able to buy the Dominican Hill and Retreat House in 1972 he was accused of fraud in 1968 in the US because um, they, they found out that he is like acting out the healing or the the he, yeah the healing sorry the healing of his patients uh, he is performing operations 
without incisions. So he said that he can um, he can cure a lot of diseases and just by moving his hands over the body of his patients and they will be healed. So he also claimed that he can remove tissues from the body without incision. So that is just really something um, unimaginable, of course. Uh, even up to these days, if doctors would claim that he can do such things, it would really undergo a lot of you know, bashing, maybe, or you know, a lot of doubts from people. So he was accused of fraud and was charged sorry he was charged not just accused but he was charged uh, as fraudulent uh, medical practitioner in US and then for just imagine four years after he went back to the Philippines to buy the Dominican Hill retreat house made it a hotel but unfortunately after around 14 years in 1986 he died of um, I forgot why, <laughs> but yeah, he died, and apparently he's, there is, there are no records about his family, or at least I haven't really been able to find out anything about his family and why Diplomat Hotel is not continued by anyone um, aside from him. So uh, it was. <laughs> It ended dark for the Diplomat Hotel still. It started really nicely and it continued to become a, a place where people would suffer. People would like find hope because you know it became a refugee center for Filipinos for a few, for a while. And then Maybe for Agpawa, of course, this is also one way to have a new life out, uh, after his um, fraud in U.S. But unfortunately, it ended not as ideal as we would want it to become. So, <clears throat> there were scary experiences that was available on the internet. Um, this is the BagyuCityGuide.com And... You know, as I have told you, ghosts and apparitions there are from the 1940s incident. Most of it. So, um, yeah, I'll be just be reading this one from the same website. So, the residents who live nearby the hotel tell of sightings of headless ghostly figures roaming the grounds of Diplomat Hotel at night. A popular story is during the 1990s. When a group of fresh student graduates from a popular high school in Baguio snuck into the Diplomat Hotel to enjoy a night of laughter and booze. Their drinking session started off well until suddenly one of their friends started start to talk in a different language and a different voice, telling them to leave. One of them even said that he saw ghostly figures by the windows of the hotel they started to run, dragging their possessed friend along with them. And upon reaching several meters away from the entrance of the hotel grounds, their friend started to go back to his normal state. So that was one of the 
you know, experiences from the visitors. And it wouldn't, if someone who believes in other creatures, um, aside from the mortal human that we and we are encountering on a day-to-day basis, of course, um, then this is not going to be unimaginable because as you have heard about the history of this building, it went through a lot. So it is not going to be... Uh, yeah, it, this is something that is expected for such establishment. Especially when we're talking about Japanese soldiers. There is just really a lot of places here, even like the normal houses. Like when you found out that this has become one of the Japanese soldiers' um, centers or headquarters, or this is where the war happened, from time, <laughs> there would always be someone telling you that they saw a soldier somewhere in there. So that's just how it was. So, but being possessed is really another thing, though. So, and it's a good thing that these high schoolers would only, you know, the, the ghost would just want them to leave the, the premises simply because they don't want to be disturbed. But other than that, it's a good thing that nothing is extreme, uh, that nothing extreme happened to them. So that is almost the end of uh, this podcast and, you know, just getting to know more about the place and its story would give me, not maybe not just me, but um, most people, a different pers- perspective about it. So if you're just looking at Diploma to tell us something that you would ghost hunt or of some sort, then maybe try to look into the, the place more or try to know more about it. It became sentimental at some point and it's the place that tells you more than just the scary story. Just like the ones that I just read. But this building housed a lot of different emotions like locks, sacrifices, you know, happiness, um, sa- sufferings from the victims, hope, anger, <laughs> and most and foremost, the uncertainties. Now it is called the Heritage Hill and Nature Park Garden, uh, one of the tourist spots in Baguio City, and mostly because of its scary stories, but I hope that after hearing about all of these things, it would give you a better perspective of the place, not just because it's scary, but because of the history it withholds. So, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. So, until the next episode of Talk Your Thought, this has been Katsuragi.